What's up, guys? What's going on? I'm Paul. This is Pauline Theology. I'm back. We're in Ephesians chapter 3, verses 8 through 9 in our daily Devo as we go through Ephesians, man. So if you haven't read it yet, 3, 8 through 9, stop the tape, check it out. Come back, we'll answer the four questions. If you have, let's get on down, man. So we have what Paul is uh, about to say some cool stuff, okay? And so um, let's just jump into it, man. Let's just get into it. He says this, <clears throat> excuse me. He says this, he says uh, that this grace was given to me to the least of all the saints to preach the gospel to the Gentiles, the riches, uh, or actually says the uh, unsearchable or um, like unscrutable riches of Christ and to illuminate to everyone what the administration of the mystery that was hidden from the ages in God who created everything. And so this thing that Paul is doing is first off saying that he has been blessed graciously to be able to preach the gospel to the Gentiles and doesn't deserve it. I think last episode I might have talked about a little bit of God's grace as it was for Paul, because Paul um, is, is one who persecuted the church he, uh, if you read in Acts, it talks about him holding the, the coats as they stoned Stephen, the first martyr. And that was who Paul was, man, locking folks up, killing folks, sentencing them to death, man, because uh, he proclaimed to know God, yet was uh, really destroying the church, even though he, you know, you really can't destroy the church because God is, is uh, more powerful than that. But it was like his goal and his duty as a person. Yet God called him. And so Paul recognizes that. He he says this, I'm the least of all saints. Matter of fact, the word that he uses is not even least. It's like, I'm the less of the least. I'm the less of the least. So the least of the least, man. He's like, I'm the smallest of the small. That is who I am. Yet God would show this grace. That's just amazing. And so what also is amazing, which I read from an author is saying this, is that he didn't say the sinner. He doesn't recognize himself as a sinner. And we talked about how identity is, is super important in this book because we are identified as Christians, those who are in Christ, those who are called by God to be a part of a new family, a new creation. And so Paul, when he talks about himself as being the least of the least of the least, he doesn't even call himself sinner. He didn't say, I'm the greatest of the greatest sinners because that's not who he qualifies himself as any longer. He sees himself as a saint. And that word is used so many times throughout this book, saint, 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 or holy one, holy one, holy one. It is just a, a dominant word usage in the book of Ephesians, which means that it has to have an important role in what Paul is trying to convey, his ideas that he's trying to convey to us. And so that's a little thing on the side note is that if you see a word continue to, to pop up over and over and over, then... Take heed to it. Pay attention because it could be super important. And so saint is an important word. And identity, like I said, is an important theme. And so what is Paul trying to convey? That we are saints. We are people that are separated out from the world for the purpose of God. That is what a saint is. Someone who is separated out for a designated purpose. And God has designated each of us a purpose as he has called us to himself. He has given us his spirit and he's paid for us with the blood of Christ. 
And so I want you you guys to remember that. Anyway, I, we got to get back to what it actually says. We're not on application right now, but let's get back into what it says. It says that he might reveal what this mystery that was hidden in ages past. And I think I've talked about this before because it's so much to do with this mystery, uh, this mystery that that was not known before, but has been made known now. And again, I say that mystery is that the Jews and the Gentiles are equal footing in the eyes of God as they only need Christ to be a part of this family. And so they don't have to come up under the law like was was thought from ages past that uh, the Jews and the Gentiles would have to come up under the, the Gentile would have to come up under the law of the Jewish system in order to be a part of the family of God, which there were many who did that. And that is what the goal was for them to testify and reveal to the world the wonder, like for people to say, what God is this who would take care of such a people? And so people would come. We see um, Rahab who came and not Rahab, but yes, we do see Rahab. That was not who I was thinking of, but Rahab actually is one who heard of the power of God and became a part of that family. He, she's in the lineage of Jesus. But I was actually talking about um, um, Ruth because she is also not a part of the family of God, but then became a part of the family of God. And so she came up under the rulership of, of, of uh, uh, under the law of the people of Israel. And so we see that happen. But the, the thing that was hidden from ages past is what it says in God is that um, this is not going to be necessary forever. Because he will send a person, and that person namely is Jesus, in whom we have faith in, and we trust, and we follow. And in him, he fulfills all the laws. And so we no longer have to. That was the thing that was hidden from ages past. We also talked about before that the way in which he conquered was not as a conquering warrior, but was a humble servant who would give his life. See, this is the thing that was hidden that was not realized in ages past. And so it's just so wonderful that now we can see a little bit clearer. I think Paul says in uh, Corinthians something, it's like what they saw in part, we see in whole. What was dim, now we see clearly. It talks about that in Hebrews as well. It says some things were shadows. But now they are, are uh, um, they are images that we can actually grab hold of. We know these things for certain. So that's just a um, that's just an awesome revelation that we get to have now. And so, w what is this saying about God? Well, I think it's saying that first off, because of the thing of Paul, it's like God God didn't care about your past. Okay, he gonna he gonna make you right. He'll make you right. God doesn't care about your past. So I'm going to jump in application right here. I've got to. Because if you think that you have done something so terrible, so so wrong, so broken, God still, he, he'll fix that. I think people say makes beauty from ashes, man. He can do anything because he is able. He is powerful. And he works powerfully. So if there's something that you think that is causing you to not be able to be a part of this family, then shut that down, man, because Jesus paid for it on the cross. He paid for it on the cross. And because of that, that means you are his. And he is going to work powerfully in you 
to do amazing things that he has purposed you to walk in. He's already got those things ready. We talked about that in, in, uh, in chapter 2, 10, where it says he's got these things already beforehand made for you to walk in. All you have to do is walk in them, man. Also, we see he's the sovereign God. God says, or uh, Paul writes, that he's the creator of all things. And what he is saying is that he is sovereign over all things. Like he is the one who instituted and sustains all things. And also, man, it's amazing that he is a gracious, revealing God. That he wants us to know the plan. He wants us to know what he's doing. He wants us to know about his grace and his goodness, his mercy. He wants us to know. And that's amazing. Well, what's this say about man? That we are in a debt to the Father, gracious debt, because man, how how great a salvation that he has given us and that he would purpose us to do something. And I think that's what we long to know. What is our purpose sometimes, man? But God gives us a purpose in Christ. He restores us together and he does not need to do this because of the, the evil that we perpetrate. The, uh, the the depths of the sin and depravity that we're in, yet God would care for us in such a way that he would pick us up and move us in the direction of good. So how can we apply these truths to our lives, man? Trust in the sovereignty of the one who created all things. He has the power, dude. He has the power to do. And so whatever it is that we, we feel like we have to hold back, Man, don't let don't let that happen, man. Let God use those things in order for him to reveal himself mightily in your life so that others can come to know him. Just like he has done that for Paul, man. People probably were like, bro, isn't this the guy who used to persecute the faith now is preaching it? That's what he says in Galatians. <laughs> so let that be you, man. I'll see you guys in the next episode.